Greetings fans, welcome to Shy Lounge. Sit on down, relax, get a drink, kick your feet up. Oh man, uh, it's been a couple of weeks since I put out a last episode. Um, it was, it was uh, a number of weeks ago with Neon Ninja Facade. But, you know, I, it was a lot of uh, things happening, 9 to 5, business, going up and down the road. So I had very, very little time in order to put together a new episode. And I do have a, a, a couple of interviews in the can to uh, put out, you know, no offense to the people I interview. I, I love uh, having you on Shy Lounge. It, it's no problem. Maybe I just need to get a uh, producer in order to uh, do my work. Uh but then again, I, I feel better that I can put anything together, uh, well, not anything, that I can do my own work, uh, don't have to depend on others. But if I get too busy, maybe I have to hire a producer. Huh, what you think? Any uh, takers? No? Okay, well, I'll keep moving. Uh, stuff happens. And speaking of stuff happens, this episode is titled Schmidt Happens with current... Keystone Pro Wrestling heavyweight champion Joseph Von Schmidt. Uh, shout out to Keystone Pro Wrestling for sponsoring this interview. Uh, one of my favorite independent wrestling stars, uh, Joseph is, or should I say he uh, is Joseph. He, he does a, uh, he's a very, very big guy. Um, I think he's like 6'6 six, six or 6'7. Six, and he employs a lot of technical wrestling holes. You know, I've been watching him for about uh more than about a year and a half and you know just found them interesting to uh to put on the show uh we talk a lot about setting goals and um him traveling all over the world to to certain countries many countries that he's been in um so he was also one of uh, um one of the gym one of the gyms that i sat down to interview because he has a story he has a journey that he uh that he has been on, you know, he, he been in WWE, you know, probably did the indie wrestling, uh, role, security guard, whatever they asked him to do, hopefully I get to see him on that stage one day, I, w I would love to see that, um, for those who don't know, um, Joseph is German, uh, apparently with the name, he's a first generation German in the United States, um, and, you know, it, it, is not a gimmick as far as being German. He implores and he he implies that into his character. Um, we also talk about one of his uh, mentors, which was the great Ox Baker, who passed away not too long ago. Um, you know, with the ill-fated heart punch that uh, would usually have fans uh, rioting. You know, he there's a video on YouTube somewhere about him doing that, and I seen it. You know, old foul footage from the 60s or 70s. But, you know, that was wrestling back then, the good old days. Uh, also, he, uh, Joseph has a story about a certain WWE legend that he had met when he was a kid. And then also, years later, that he had also wrestled at the same time. But, I'll just let Joseph tell that story. But, before I get into that interview, let me pass out my links. Uh, where you can catch me online and social media. On Facebook, you can catch me on facebook.com slash shin.blade.808. You can catch me on Twitter at Shinsational1, S-H-I-N-S-A-T-I-O-N-A-L-O-N-E. And also on Instagram at Official Shinblade. I'll let you try to spell that one. 
So iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Follow me on SoundCloud. Follow me on YouTube. And for those who uh, are not with the iTunes and with the Android, which is to me is very difficult getting uh, podcast episodes if you're a podcast listener, you can find me on Podcast Addict. Just download the app. It's for free. Do a search for Shy Lounge. You see me doing the Shy Hands. As usual, as in all the photos that some people complain about. Uh, but it's a dear trademark of mine. And is also inspired by um, a dear someone. Uh, I, I guess I'll tell that story later. But, with that being said, let's get to the interview right quick with Joseph Von Smith. Alright, I'm here with, uh, you say, Joseph Von Schmidt. Uh, how do you pronounce it? That's Von Schmidt. Von Schmidt. I, I can't get it. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you? Thanks I'm, for having me on. I'm, I'm fine. I uh, got you. I've been uh, trying to... How you doing? <laughs> I've been trying to have you for like a lot of months, but you've been a very busy guy. And I have seen you... I have seen you... Uh, with many championships and it's a long list that you currently hold i think yeah i mean it's uh it's great to uh be able to do what you love and you know be very successful at it too you know there's two different things you know and uh i am just happy to be blessed with what i can do and doing it well to capture those championships can you name all of them because it's like eight of or something <laughs> I, I have had uh, 20, 25 total championships that I ca- captured. I honestly can't name them, and a lot of promoters get mad when I start putting certain ones over and, I, <laughs> and not putting the other ones over. And it's not that I, that anyone is more important than the other, but it's just so many that uh, I, I honestly forget a long list of them. Oh, okay, because, um, you know, I see on your Facebook that you have a – uh, probably about four or six of them that you currently hold, and I, I yeah. find it amazing. It's, it almost reminds me of Big Van Vader back in, uh, like, the 90s or something. He had a Japanese title, he had a German title, and a, yeah. a world title somewhere. Yeah, I, 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 like I said, man, I've been blessed to, to win in Canada, to win in Mexico, win in Ecuador, win a title in England, and, you know, win multiple titles here in the U.S. So... I mean, like I said, it's it's an amazing thing, and uh, sometimes it's hard to uh, keep track of them all. What was the strangest country that you ever worked in, like, as far as customs getting there and getting over? Uh, let's see. The weirdest country. Honestly, everywhere I've been has been really good to me. I mean, the, the, the only time, like, I really had a problem was coming back to the U.S., um, going to Mexico, going to Ecuador, I went to Panama, um, but coming back into the country has always been the key issue and problem with customs, never never going to any country. I mean, actually, now I'm thinking about it, England had a weird line of questioning for me when I went over there, <laughs> but, like, it wasn't really a hassle, but it was more along the lines of, like, they wanted to know, like, every little step and where I was going, what I was going to do, where I was checking in, what hotel, what place. Really? Yeah, like, they needed to know everything. And then, like, then they questioned who I knew there. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of, like, time-consuming. But, you know, it wasn't 
really a super hassle, but it was just kind of intriguing when I was waiting in line at customs to go into England. Did they, did they check the mini mask that you had in the bag or no. anything, or the mini <laughs> tights and say, what's all this? No, I, I mean, I was prepared for that answer. If they did ask me, I was going to say, you know, hey, everyone has their obsessions. This is mine. And uh, <laughs> not that I'm a wrestler. I just make pretend I'm one. Oh, so that means with all the masks they find in the bag, you win a lot of luchas, the apuestas <laughs> matches with everything, well, a lot of masks on the line. But um, tell me, um, one thing I want to know is your your beginnings. Like, how did you just get into wrestling? Because you're just so amazing on the scene, and you have a big story to tell when I talked to you months ago, and that's why I wanted you on Shy Lounge. Uh, I mean, wrestling is always something I wanted to do when I was a kid. And, like, there was just nothing, nothing around. Um, uh, and when I finally did decide to go to a wrestling school, I was planning on going to Killer Kowalski School in Massachusetts. Wow. And uh, what happened a week before that, I turned – I don't even know how it happened. Like, I was watching Basic Cable or, or Cable, and on Basic Cable, like, a um, – uh, what is that? They What are they called? The um, – Public public access? Yes. Yes. Like, so, hey, everyone out there with a public access show, you never know who you're going to touch. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was watching, and then Jason Knight was on one of these public access shows, and I was a huge into ECW at this time. I was 23, 24. Now we're showing age, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not ashamed of my age, but. Okay. Um. And like I and he was open up in Waterbury, Connecticut, which was 45 minutes from where I lived at the time. Okay. And I was like, you know what? I was like, this is just you know a godsend, and I'm gonna go check it out. And it's ECW, Jason Knight, and what did I know? Yeah. I, I didn't know any better at then, you know. So. So so you had it rough going in. You just yeah, had to... I had I had the idea of like the smoke and mirrors going into it and then getting into the training aspect of it like that wasn't necessarily hard for me it was just learning the politics of the business and uh other things along those uh lines and guidelines but moving forward i I learned my basics there and then i i finally went to mexico and trained with one of my uh who i call my main teacher is the mohicano Hmm. and uh that's where I learned a lot of like the Lucha Libre style, the submission styles that I do. And I recommend anyone that has the ability or time to go abroad and study with some of these masters. Like not all the masters are in the U S like some people believe. Well, yeah, that's, that's my thing because now that in the U S you go down to the performance center in Florida and you think that you're going to make the big time training. But a lot of times for me is that um, I find that people from all over and indie wrestlers, are actually great. It's just that they're not on WWE, which I call Connecticut wrestling. Yeah. And my, my views is that if you're not in WWE, then you're not anybody, which I find it completely false because, you know, you're doing your thing. And I, and like I always say, you have stories to tell. And many people that I've encountered have stories to tell. Yeah. I mean, in 2009, I was fortunate. I did some like backstage work with WWE. I went in there and, for for me at that time like i'm very uh what's the word i'm looking for i'm very like open and free like i do not conform to any kind of like schedule and that's why i love the independence when i went to wwe like don't get me wrong i'm not downplaying the wwe everyone out there who's a wrestler you should aspire to be 
at WWE if that is your goal. But for me, it wasn't my goal. I went there. I seen what backstage was, the hustle and the bustle. Like, I just can't have someone tell me to jump and I got to jump. And like, yeah. it's, it's not for me. And it, like, And that's for a lot of people that can do that. And like I said, I am not down playing or down talking any major company. But for me, I just can't follow a, a, strenu- a strenuous schedule. Well, I was told by PJ Black months ago that, you know, there were moves that he couldn't do. And, um, you know, he finally broke and just quit. And now he's having the time of his life. Yeah. And and a lot of indie stars are. I mean, one, one guy that I just seen on New Japan television was uh, C.J. Parker who's mm-hmm. Juice Robinson over there, and he's he's having an excellent time. Yeah. And for the fans out there, I really enjoyed his uh, hip, hippie gimmick yeah. that uh, he had, um, you know, with the signs. And I, I thought it would get over a bit because it was something totally different. But being that said, you have this uh, German, uh, I would say kind of a dictator wrestler type thing. Yeah, thing. I mean, it's based off of, it's based off of my uh, actual um, – uh, my actual ancestry. I am German. I'm actually the first um, generation here in the U.S. My parents are both from Germany. Over from the boat, they came over in the 20s really? when they were in their 20s. Hmm. And uh, me and my two brothers were the first generation born here. So uh, it's definitely interesting on that kind of view of having immigrant parents and being raised in the U.S. Okay, so your first first generation german uh american yes okay very interesting and then you also when i first saw you you had many many masks mm-hmm. and is this a collection or this is just to re- refresh a look yeah like i just i always held on to my my roots uh of training like when i finished my um training in mexico they give you uh my teacher gives you a character or they give you a character and there's three characters to decide from and one was a zeta character the other was a mohicano character Mm -hmm. and the one that my teacher gave me was uh santa muerte which is the angel of death really and i had (laughs) that's why the halloween i paid tribute to my uh santa muerte character with the mask and the helmet i came out with it was a skeleton face uh gas mask and that was paying homage to uh that part and that aspect of my character and training in Mexico. Okay. Well, you know, I remember the matches with Tyson do, and I thought they were very technical matches, you know, even though today's crowd, they weren't into it. Um, but I was mm-hmm. because it was just, it's a type of style. I like, I like technical submission style, Yeah. you know, because a lot of times if I, if I even challenge you on the, like in a bar on the street, you could actually take my arm and do so many things with it and make somebody scream it's like a yeah it's like a stew heart type of thing yes, yeah. it's like yeah, that yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely big into grappling and uh submission wrestling like i can do high flying but i just prefer ground and and submission it's just i think it's actual form of the art it's not so much like and don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away from high flyers or anything like that. Everyone is built to do different things, but mm-hmm. I'm built to do, you know, strength and submissions. So I utilize what I can do. Well, I enjoy it, and that's how you became, uh, not to put this company over, but yes, I will, a Keystone uh, heavyweight champion. Yeah. And one of my favorite pictures of you is that you putting the title in your mouth and posing on the, to- on the second or top turnbuckle, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And, um, you know, going back to your travels, um, you said you did Ecuador, you did England. Yeah. Is, is there a comp? Uh, have you done Germany? Unfortunately, no, I have not done Germany. And the main reason why is because my early character base, which was actually given to me, or I was set in the right direction by Sabu. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. I was uh, reaffirmed with uh, John Cena Sr., who, really? Yeah, he's the one who gave me the Joseph von Schmidt character. He gave me the idea for the character. Okay. I came up with the name, and then we went into it. And it was like a sophisticated German, like, soldier-type character. And then it's morphed from there, like, because um, I wanted to be... I want it to be more current and more relatable to, to people. So mm-hmm. that's why I, uh, it changes as the years go on. Well, um, the music goes well with it, which I have to say. But also I'm looking at a German guy who portrays a German character. But for some reason I'm looking at him and he's wearing a Captain America shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Kayfabe um, is dead. Yeah. I'm, uh, well, you know, it's, it's some people have a wanted list in their head. I wear mine on my chest, I guess. Oh, okay. I thought you were like, <laughs> now you're going to aim for crossbones since the uh, whole Civil War thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, you also you also change hairstyles. You, I remember you had the Dennis Rodman, uh, Cheetah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I, I always change it up, man. I'm always – looking to do different things like and that inspiration is from actually more like 70s punk rock like you know uh god rest uh uh david bowie's soul he just passed away this past week you know as it is taping yeah uh punk uh the punk rocker and like i got my inspiration from like uh him and from um uh, peter gabriel like they would always come out with elaborate costumes and 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 presence for their shows uh and it'd always be different mm-hmm. and always be something crazy and always something unique and i always like that and i try to do that with my character so this was this was the uh inspiration for innovation for the von schmidt character well well certain aspects to it like my character is based off of a lot of different things it's based off of m bison from street fighter yeah sagat from street fighter uh, dolph lundgren from uh um any movie any movie. <laughs> <laughs> Just being tall, period. is like, you're tall and you're German, even though he's Austrian. You're Dolph Lundgren. Completely. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm always, everyone says I'm Russian. No matter what. I come out with a German flag. I can come out with a German anthem. Like, hey, there's a Russian. All you got to do is shave. That's it. I mean, uh, we shave and we have a, uh, was it a blonde woman yeah. that has her hair tied back with a uh, Bridget Nielsen suit? Yeah, yeah. nice. So, um you work with many, many people around, going around. Like, can you tell me about some of your opponents that you have that have been great to you? Like, just been just been awesome or expectations hired? Honestly, I mean, I like working with a lot of different people. And it's, it's – I'm not trying to be uh, – I'm not trying – Don't worry, we're not shooting. No, I know. I'm not trying to say that uh, I like someone more than anyone else. Yeah. Like, everyone always brings a different aspect out of me. Like, so I always like working people that have more experience than me, less experience than me, the same amount of experience as me, because I'm always going to learn something different. I've always kept an open mind and always believe that I need to continue to learn in wrestling. And that's really the secret of my success is I've never, ever woke up one day and was like, well, I know it all. Yeah, you know, and a lot of times in this business, I 
I keep under the guise of I don't know everything. Yeah. I, I love that guys because once I know everything, that's when I need to retire and just need to go away mm-hmm. because I done I dealt with so many people in business that say I know business, I know business. And it's been like one to three years. Yeah. And to me, I listen to people who has done more than ten or fifteen yeah. that can tell me anything in business. And I guess you're the same thing as well. I mean, these guys were pretty aged when you learned yeah. under these uh yeah mentors yeah oh yeah ox baker was my last mentor and uh who who died um last october and, about a year ago yeah and um and he uh he just was an amazing wealth of knowledge uh and i've learned so much from him and actually the true story with me when i wrestled sergeant slaughter sergeant slaughter was the main guy who got me wanting to wrestle like growing up really? watching gi joe uh-huh. like i just him and the, him and the chin and the spitting and everything yeah, but like gi joe he was gi joe you know oh, like yeah. all those gi joe characters were fake he was the only real <laughs> one so and watching that it's like man you know this guy has it all but well, what about the iraqi gimmick that he had i it wasn't really i didn't care about that I, I mean i like when i grew up it was more of him as gi joe okay you know, I, it was not more of him as a wrestler. I really didn't follow, ultimately, too much of his wrestling career. Okay. I followed him as a G.I. Joe mm-hmm. cartoon. And then I seen him live, and then when I seen him, he picked me up on his shoulders, held me for a few minutes, and was like, you know, hey, well, thanks for coming. It was the New Haven Coliseum in Connecticut. And then fast forward, Ox Baker's managing me against Sergeant Slaughter. Wow. Did and, you tell him this? Yeah, he knows, and and Ox Baker actually told Sergeant Slaughter to put me over, and Sergeant Slaughter agreed mm-hmm. to putting me over it. But it was a spot show. There was probably about seven hundred to eight hundred fans there, and uh, he already agreed to put me over for the match. and And I said, you know, sir, it's not about me winning this match. I was like, this is a spot show. I was like, if there was some kind of story or some kind of basis or title or something, mm-hmm. I was like, I would understand. I was like, but these seven eight hundred people came here to see you they want to leave happy we're the main event i was like i prefer that you put me in the cobra clutch and we ended that way and he was like you know uh okay he's like okay so yeah so you brought in a, uh, a great point to me it's not about winning it's about how well you put the match together uh, the performance and, yeah. and a lot of fans don't understand that. it's like if you don't win then it's useless if you lose then it's useless and it's like what do you want yeah like was the match pieced together? Was it did to tell a story? And that's my thing. Yeah. Because sometimes you put matches on like out of the blue, and that's when you have to do a spot fest. Yeah. Just just to amaze people. But when you have a feud, you don't need it. You just need to just tell to that story. Tell in a match. story and, and just bring the people in. Like that's what it really is: is drawing people in to make them disbelieve reality mm-hmm. for a few minutes. If you can do that while you're in in this uh ring and, and pull the crowd in and then i mean you've done your job it's done you've done wonders and, and that's i think what a lot of younger generation has is forgetting like that it's a story it's not about how many guys i can impress behind the curtain realistically i see that's where the business is going and a lot of people it's not the guys that you're impressing you're impre- you should be impressing the people that pay to see you mm-hmm. that is that is your ultimate goal not to do uh reversal nip up kick up head kick to a backflip to too many super kicks in the show to 25 super kick like and and someone has that niche i'm not shooting on anybody no. i'm not talking bad about no one 
But if your crowd is not understanding of that, then why do it? Yeah. And um, it, it gets to the point where, you know, we were talking about earlier about submission wrestling, that sometimes putting somebody in a hold for about 30 seconds to a minute can actually get the crowd going because I miss the beating of the tables and stomping of the feet and the clapping to yeah. get it up. And uh, apparently they do it on test yeah. music. Um, but don't worry, I explained this before this interview ever happened. So um, for me, is um, one one thing I keep forgetting is your is your finisher, mm-hmm. um, that the, the maneuver. Uh, well, I actually have like. 20 so you have 20 finishers <laughs> yeah i have 20 finishers well this is why it's, i forget <laughs> it's the same it's the same concept of how i believe like the showmanship of you know peter gabriel and david bowie like they always had a different elaborate costume and they came okay. out and they just put on a show and like for me i'm a guy who's six foot six foot five 260 pounds and I could finish with a power move. I can finish with submission. One of my favorite submissions that I use is the Blitzkrieg buckle bomb. It's a power bomb to the buckles, feet out, hoist. I hoist them up by like a fireman carry, run mm-hmm. them into the buckle, and then I come down into a uh, fall away uh, Samoan slam. Okay. So it's a Blitzkrieg buckle bomb. And then I have like the German pretzel, and I have all sorts of different. Does that come with mustard? Uh, it could if they got mustard in their stomach instead of sauerkraut (laughs) it comes right off their stomach oh wow good night everybody (laughs) for those who got that one um but it's it's awesome that sergeant slaughter you you wrestle you know coming off of a kid Mm -hmm. no pun intended uh coming off a kid and you had this match in the Cobra Clutch. Did you did you win that match, or did he do the Cobra Clutch afterwards? No, no, no. He did the Cobra Clutch. Like I said, it was already – he was – Ox has, had told him he wanted him to put me over. He agreed to it, and then I changed the finish, and I, I wanted to put Sergeant Slaughter over because that's what was needed. That was what the fans wanted to see. Mm-hmm. They did not want to see me win. You would have got nuclear heat for that, like yeah. beating Sergeant Slaughter, a German guy beating an American guy. Yeah, I mean, it, it would have been like, I don't know if it would have went a different way or the way it went, but, like, I was more along the lines of putting on a good show and wanting the fans to enjoy what they paid for. That, yeah. That was ultimately, it wasn't me being uh, greedy about my career or selfish about me beating Sergeant Slaughter. It was more I wanted to give the best performance that I could. Well, honestly, I thank you for the life lesson that you're giving out to aspire wrestlers or people that are listening to this podcast because that's what it's all about besides me interviewing wrestlers and entertainers is that to give life lessons. This is a personal journal for those who don't know. Yeah. And that is that is my main thing of, of, of doing the podcast because a lot of times, you know, I sit you down and say, well, who's the a-hole in the business? Who's this guy that you didn't like? Who's the other guy that you didn't like? Mm-hmm. And it's just a round-off questions of what can I get out of you that can make me uh, get me over? Mm-hmm. And that's the part about radio I cannot stand. It's like, yeah. what can I do to get Joseph Von Smith over? Mm-hmm. And this is what I'm talking about. Now, uh, you have lots of merch back here, yeah, which is on your uh what pro wrestling tea is a website i don't have pro wrestling tea i'm very just like to myself man uh really yeah i'm very like i'm just one of those old old school no mm. to the grindstone dudes <laughs> i'm not i'm not on major media or anything. i mean i have facebook and all that but like i'm not 
I'm not all rolled up and wrapped up <laughs> into all the wrestling tees and this and that and like I'm not. Well, it's a great marketing strategy. I mean, it is. It, and and just, also, uh, I don't know if I'm stupid or if I'm just old. I school. wouldn't say that. <laughs> I, you're six foot five, and if I call you stupid, you put me in the ring and put me in the German sauerkraut pretzel. But honestly, there's another guy who does that too, and it's uh, Brutal Bob. Oh yeah, Brutal Bob Evans. I don't know if you came across him. I, I, I he's up in my area. Like you know, I don't see eye to eye with him, but whatever. He, he is does his thing. I don't bash him or anything like that. And but just me and him have different ideals and, and principles of what oh. wrestling is. Yeah, and there's a lot of guys who. Um, and Brutal Bob is a good guy to me, so there's nothing mm-hmm. of a bashing nature. Yeah, there's a lot of guys where they have. Uh, if you don't learn from them, some of them are standoffs. You don't learn from them then you're not going to learn, period. And there's yeah. many styles that you can learn and from that, many people. That, I mean, there you go. That was uh, That's my kind of understanding of him in a nutshell. He feels that no one will know uh, anything about the wrestling business unless they learn it from him. I, that's, my, that's my experience with him. Like, I don't believe, like, there's times where you're going to get better, and you, it's all about picking the right wrestling school and the right trainer. You, mm-hmm. I always tell everyone who's interested in my wrestling school, Pro Wrestling Academy, that's in Connecticut. Let's boost that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like find a trainer who you're comfortable with. Go mm-hmm. in, sit down, watch classes. Um, don't just go in there and just have an idea. Like, that was my mistake. Like, I didn't know enough when I got into the business. I wish I would have learned. I wish I would have had someone to guide me to uh, sit, go to different schools, see what the teachers present, how they interact with their classes, and how they uh, develop their talent. And um, that is one of the main things that I wish I had done. But um, like I said, I, I, I don't believe in all these, like, pay. Every, like, one has a seminar and everyone yeah. has this. <laughs> and we don't even look at you unless you pay us to wrestle, like, I, I don't come from that kind of school. I, I come from the, the, the type of school where my trainers were like, you got to be good. You train to be good, and then people come find you. And I've has a bit me in the, the butt, you know, maybe. But I, I've always just focused on being good, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go around and kiss anyone's. Backside you know, ass back, or whatever. Yeah, I'm not going to kiss no one's backside for anything. Like I'm going to prove what I can do in the ring, whether you ha- take me in there and, and give me what I'm asking, I'll do it. If not, there's a bunch of other suckers out there that that'll, they'll damage their bodies and, you know, for nothing. It's not that's not me. Well, have you, have you ever had a student in your school where uh, they weren't so good, but they went to another school and they proved otherwise or – they were a failure somewhere else and they came to your school and they became successful? It's usually vice versa. I've had the majority of people, like the majority of people that come to my school from other schools have had greater success than the people who have left my school and went to other places. Like I have two, two students that left my school on bad terms um, and their success has been worse. That, like they've, oh, they, okay. They, they went backwards 180. Okay. You know, so. I was about to ask you, like, what are those names where they became good? No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, will they become good in the future? They, they had potential. Like, the ability is there, but the problem is the politics and, you know, not shutting their mouth and not understanding that, you know, uh, just go in there, put your nose to the grindstone, and, and don't get involved with other people's lives and business and politics yeah that's that's the main thing i I hate politics and 
I'll be the first one to to state that. Well, who in wrestling loves politics? I, the people that can do it, I guess. Yeah, I guess they swing the dong of power or something. <laughs> but it's just it's just weird to me because I love doing what I do, and there's politics on the media side, yeah. where like I used to be with a group of people, and now they want to sue and go to court i'm like just man i'm just doing my own thing like we we can work side by side but you know it's just it's just this control factor mm -hmm. and you know honestly uh it gets you positivity i mean one of my mentors is bill apter yeah and uh that's that's the only thing he's told me mm -hmm. um you know right now i'm jokingly the negative only thing about you is that you're wearing a captain america shirt <laughs> <laughs> i gotta get a red skull shirt somewhere yeah I, that's that's it if i get a red skull shirt i will wear it well, uh, how can we send it to you if you're not on social media? Oh, you find me on my Facebook. I am on social media and Twitter. <laughs> I'm just not selling my stuff on social media. I said I have social media. I'm not smart with it because I'd be knowing how to make money with it. Well, yeah, because a lot of people use social media to get around. And I know you got a YouTube yeah, uh, somewhere so we can see the matches because – I just had a match last night with Leo Rush, one of the uh, really yeah Ring of Honor top prospects. He's really good, really good guy, and uh, really athletic. And uh, it was really a really amazing match. And you're, like it's up on my Facebook. Uh, if anyone wants to see it, Joseph Von Schmidt. You're you're a big man, and he's a small guy, and, and we just like contrasting we, styles. Yeah, but we put we killed it. We killed it last night. It wasn't like it was classic big guy versus small guy, but it wasn't like a squash fest it was like it was very well put together very well with psychology and so so um what was the company that you just it was you know? for uh, uh pwa and ct we do a friday night fight every friday night okay and it's like my based out of my uh my school so uh it's been really doing doing really good it's got about it only seats about 100 it's a small venue for a training facility mm -hmm. but it's packed. It's standing room only every Friday night. Okay. Well, you, I guess you kept it classy from the last thing I saw on Facebook. I, I, I forget that video. It was so long ago. It was like, keep it classy. I think it was like a, some kind of yeah. another finisher that you had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just a, a spot of uh, running, and they put classical music to it, and it just it timed up. Uh, it synced up really great, and it fit right in. And, uh, yeah, you know, it's the thing of, of wrestling. Everybody just – wants to push like beating up women and raunchiness and crotch chopping nah. and just nasty dirty stuff and like i it has its place in some, in certain in certain aspects but like you know you don't need to force feed that to everybody like there was good things about wrestling there is you know like what you're a fan of is ground and pound submission and this the root fundamental of wrestling it's not you know you know suck it put my crotch in your face and I mean, it has its place, but like, it's yeah. not it's not my cup of tea. Well, the young bucks took all that, and plus, I'm with you. Um, I I'm not really into it. I, I I guess we're both old school heels. Yeah. Where it's just like the rule breaking is selling the product. Yeah. You know. Um, but anyway, uh, Joseph, again, how did kind of catch you on social media? Uh, Joseph von Schmidt uh, on Facebook. Uh, I'm on Twitter too at Joseph von Schmidt. Uh, the way you spell it is J-O-S-E-F, mm -hmm. uh, so it's a German spelling for Joseph. And anything else, you can just find me. You can Google me, and uh, I'm pretty sure I'm the first thing that comes up. Well, Schmidt happens sometimes. Schmidt happens. And and I will say that it pro you probably have another tagline is a man of many finishers, yeah. almost like Dane Malenko. Sort of, sort of, but taller. <laughs> yeah, he's really short <laughs> in real life. But uh, thank you very much, Joseph, and – 
I would love to have you on uh, again someday and have more stories about your uh, travels. Yeah, man, it definitely was a good time. I, I loved it, and uh, I'm sorry I didn't give you any dirt if there's no dirt to be had. Wait, 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 wait. This ain't a dirt show. <laughs> I'm not a radio show. This is a podcast, Personal Journal. We don't... We don't F-bomb anybody. Now, the talent can, but I won't. This yeah. is not something I, I do unless it's a Universal Slam like uh, Virgil or something. But yeah, no. Universal Virgil. Oh. <laughs> I got, he's great. He's great. Uh, quotation marks. Yeah. <laughs> Bunny ears. I, he, he's a great guy. I don't mean it. <laughs> but thank you very much, and uh, it's been awesome to have you, and thank you for the many months of yeah, pursuing. Man. Thanks, and uh, thanks for all the support, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, – sitting down and talking with you again. All right, thank you. Cool, man. I want to, I want to.